James Corden still does my nutting. He does your nutting, does he? What, he what, really what does. can James Corden do to prove to you that, you know, he's okay? Just quit. <laughs> just, just stop what you're doing. Hello! <laughs> and welcome to the Dan and Joe Film Show! Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> what did I do? You went... <laughs> tip I, of the, I, do, I usually do tip of the tongue, teeth in the mouth. Mm, teeth in the mouth. Ooh, yeah. Very nice. Tip of the tongue. You're, more, the you're tongue. more sensible than I am, aren't you? I just do weird things You do my a mouth. horse face. You go... <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. All that, that, all those noises. Oh, I love it. Welcome to the Dan Joe Film Show. It's a very uh, momentous occasion today. Yes, it is. Um, as you can tell, probably from the sound quality of our beautiful voices, mm-hmm. and we are actually, for the first time since March 2020, tell, take me back, Joe, take me back, oh. we are the first time we've actually been back in the studio. I know. And, and you are so happy, aren't you? Oh, I know what. I am close to shaking right now. I, I mean, someone <laughs> have to call a doctor, because I'll be on the floor in a minute. I'll be like, oh... <laughs> And it is nice. It's nice to be together so I can see your weird horse faces before you go live. Because I don't get to see that no, on Zoom. No, this is. I, I turn my camera off and I do them normally, my mute on. Yeah. Now I can't mute no more. I can't turn my camera off. This is real life now. Yeah, yeah, and, exactly. And, yeah. And I can see your gorgeous body again. Exactly. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah. I have been working out over over lockdown, right. as, you, as, you, as you know. I wasn't going to say anything, but, you know, I did notice a little bit. I uh, look very <laughs> trim. Um, oh, isn't it good to be back, Joe? It is great. It is fantastic. It's been a long time coming. Uh, it's worth mentioning we don't have any guests today because this is a trial run. We didn't know what we were walking into, but we are in an, our lovely new studio. And, yeah, it's just brilliant to be together because the thing is with Zoom, it's been great over lockdown, obviously, because we probably wouldn't be doing the show over lockdown if it no. wasn't for Zoom. It's no. great. But what you do get with Zoom is a lot of cutting over each other, which I know you hate, and a constant like going, eh, oh, what, what were you saying? What were you saying? And I was saying to you the other day that me and Hannah were watching The One Show the other uh, day, and they were doing an interview with Ian Beale from EastEnders, you know, no. the classic, I've got nothing left. <laughs> I've got nothing left. Oh, we and, love Ian. We love Ian. Yeah. And they were interviewing him, and it was like constantly like Ronan Keaton's on there as well, which is weird. But yeah. Ronan Keaton's like, so what do you think of this? And Ian Beale, and he's like, oh, oh, sorry, what? And then they're talking over each other. So Zoom is great in one aspect but also not so great and i don't think it'll ever beat the in-studio experience no and i think we're all zoomed out aren't we at this point because it's not just us i guess people who have to their jobs and their work they have to zoom a lot yes um, and you're right like people can relate to this right now but there's so many different things that there are great things about zoom you know we've met people that we probably wouldn't have been able to meet in absolutely studio. yeah um but you're right like cutting over each other you know technical issues um you know me having to make a coffee every 10 minutes it's just it's a difficult time you know exactly <laughs> And the whole exporting to Zoom, even though Zoom is basically idiot proof, 
there have been times where we have recorded a show or yeah. done an interview and I'm like especially the Christmas special when I was a bit squiffy on the Christmas special well, yes you were I wasn't uh, going to say anything you were practically <laughs> falling on the floor I'd had a few glasses of wine on the Christmas special <laughs> and afterwards I was like did I save it did, did it export and I freaked out so it's going to be nice tonight to finish the show and know that it's actually safe and sound yeah. and not have to worry about it so yeah. yeah it's great zoom is wonderful and we will probably still use that yeah. for certain guests like our good friend hamish who's all the way over in ireland, ireland. yeah you God know bless him. but as much as we can do this i think it'll be great to be in this studio yeah i'm just checking there's no red bottles any red wine in the floor and they're all good today <laughs> we he hasn't gone for a cheeky your way your one to talk. oh i know i know um but it is great to be back isn't it and i, I cannot believe the last time we we're in the studio was like over a year ago now yeah and it is mad isn't it i was so confident that this pandemic was going to go in a, in a month <laughs> there was no way we were going to all be locked in our houses i mean i predicted everything right totally absolutely i mean you were so far wrong it, it, it's it's next level <laughs> absolutely next level how wrong you were yeah. in terms of your predictions even if i wanted to be wrong i couldn't be more wrong yeah exactly <laughs> exactly but nobody knew the world was going to change no. like a year and a bit ago and i think what's great now is this is just one aspect of many aspects which seems to be you know the tide is turning things are getting better amen not only have we been are in a studio right now we've been to the cinema this week yes joe so cinemas are open hallelujah praise <laughs> the lord yeah we were so excited weren't we monday first day I was like, let's just pop that cinema cherry. Let's go first day. Let's get it over with. And it was amazing. And we sat down. So we, we got into the first film, which we're going to discuss in a bit. Um, and we did a double bill. We sat down in our seats. And I was expecting to be like, oh, this is all so new. The sound feels different. The seats feel different. But actually, it kind of felt like we'd never really left yeah. in a way, didn't it? It was yeah. strange. It's like a home away from home, isn't mm, it? Definitely. And it was like slipping into a nice warm bath as, as, as we sat down. And Sunday, it was fantastic because Sunday we were voice memoing and whatever and you were so excited you were like a, a kid at Christmas Eve <laughs> you were so excited and I think because it has been so long I mean I think the last time we went together was around November last year it would have been around the time the kid detective was out yeah which was actually a really great film so to not have been to the cinema not just like solo but together in like six months or whatever mm. is a long long time coming and it feels different again because i think even last year when cinemas were reopening a lot of people were still unsure about going back and i think now that people are getting vaccinated i think people are more confident with going back to that sort of environment which has always been safe i mean we said last years that yeah. that, that cinema was really safe and you had nothing to worry about but i think as more and more people have become vaccinated they're excited to get back to a sense of normality they're excited to get back to cinema because you know you've had all these films on streaming but i think everybody has missed the cinema at this stage totally and you're right it feels different this time i mean all the cinema chains have opened straight away which last year didn't happen there was a trickle wasn't it yeah because there wasn't enough out and we were so we were just so lucky and so desperate we were just like oh thank you for what you've given us like yeah you gave us you know uh, basically the equivalent of an orange in like a you know in, 
for Christmas, you know? We had a, had a tangerine. It was Tenet or nothing else, you know? It was Tenet or a kid's film from Lithuania, you know? That was it. Um, but we were so we were so grateful. We were like, oh, thank you so much, Cinema Gods. And um, But, the, you know, this time we've got a proper good lineup of films, haven't we? Three of which we're going to talk about on today's yeah. show, which we're excited to talk about. We are very excited to talk about those. Um, but before we do, just looking at the next couple of months, if you had to choose one film, Joe, that mm. you're super, super excited about to see at the cinema, and I think I can guess... But what would that be? Oh, you think you can guess? Yeah, yeah, I think I can. Okay. Okay. Uh, The Green Knight. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Didn't expect that. Yes. The trailer, which was released a couple of weeks ago, or last week even, was absolutely terrific. And... I, I love Arthurian like mythology anyway. I think it, it's just fantastic. And Nick, who does Wales in the movies, is fantastic to talk to about Arthurian legends because he is, you know, an expert about Arthurian myth mythology, how it's linked to Wales. And I love Arthurian stuff anyway. So to have a fresh take on the Arthurian sort of mythology from A twenty four, which is a very reliable studio, uh with Dev Patel leading a cast and the visuals look sublime. I am very excited to watch that. What did you think I was going to go for? Well, I thought maybe Quiet Place 2. Yeah. But I understand that it's kind of fatigue at this point because it has been delayed so I feel long. like I've seen it yeah. already. You we know? have in another life, we have. but um, Or maybe uh, Supernova, which I know um, I know you have seen, Yeah, but is coming out and we're very excited for that. But yeah, I did think you were going to choose uh, Stay True to John Krasinski. But, I, thought, um, I thought you were going to go like Fast and Furious 9. Oh, maybe. Yeah. yeah. But what, what, what film are you most excited for? Well, well, you know, I've been thinking about this a lot, you know, kind of like the excitement, the anticipation of, of all the films coming out. For me, actually, it's going to surprise people, okay? okay? And bear with me on this, okay? Monster Hunter. Okay. <laughs> all right. And I okay. tell you why. And I tell you why. I'm a big fan of Mila Jovovich. I'm okay. a big fan of her husband, Paul um, Paul W. S. Anderson. Yeah. They did Resident Evil, which was like the first proper classic. Classic. Got it on VHS, baby. <laughs> I was like, pass me that, son. It looks awful. Mm. It looks terrible. It looks cheesy CGI overload. And I want it in bucket loads. I yeah. want it on me right now. I want to take a bath and I want to I just rub the lotion <laughs> of the CGI goodness in me. I and really you want do. to see that level of badness on the big screen, Absolutely. right? Absolutely, yeah. I mean, there's no way. If they put that on PVOD, I'd be like, get out of here. So what? Who cares? <laughs> um, but yeah, that, that's for me. I mean, yeah. But to I- see all that awfulness mm. in the on the biggest screen possible. Yeah, paying the paying the highest price money for the tickets. I'll yeah, do like absolutely. super screen 4DX. I'll, I'll charge my mortgage on it or something like that. And- <laughs> I'll do it, but yeah, yours is a, again. It's a tasteful choice, and it's a correct choice. And mine is just fits perfectly. Yeah, perfect. That's just us, isn't it? Yeah, it Here is with the yin and the yang, and that's Absolutely. why we work so well. Should we get on to talking about these movies that have come out? Because we're really excited. This is the first time, again, since last March. Oh, no, actually, no, since last November, isn't it? We spoke about a cinema release. But the first one we're going to talk about, Angela Jolie. She's back, baby. She's she back. back. She's back. And I love her. And she's beautiful. Um, and this is Those Who Wish Me Dead. So this is directed by Taylor Sheridan, who we're big fans of. You know, I absolutely adored Wind River. Um, it was one of my favourite films of that year. Really? Yeah. Really? <laughs> what? 
Yeah, I know. I know. I can't <laughs> believe it. Little in-joke there. In-joke, yeah. Um, and this time around, he's teamed up with a stellar cast. You've got Angelina Jolie, John Berthold, uh, Nicholas Holt in here as well. A cute little kid actor called Finn Little, who's just adorable and really good. Aidan Gillen, who's a very mm. nasty in this. Tyler Perry shows up for two minutes. Yeah, like, I know, right? I'm like, Where, where's Medea? Bring Medea <laughs> down. It centres on Will Little. He's the son of an accountant who's been digging some really dirty stuff. And this stuff is going to uncover the police, the Congress, you know, government. It's really dirty, secretive stuff. Aidan Gillen and Nicholas Holt are hired to basically protect. So they try and track down this guy and this kid. They try and kill them. The kid um, ends up fleeing to Angela Jolie, who lives in this massive tower in the forest, which, can I say, I actually really want to live in. It really, really cute, didn't it? <laughs> it looked it looked very hooger, is the word, you know? <laughs> yeah. like. Like the Swedish, like cozy, the Swedish yeah. word for cozy. Uh, very cozy. It did, it did, didn't it? Um, and her name's Hannah Faber. And basically, there was an incident a couple of years ago where she was a firefighter in the forest and basically something went wrong, a tragedy struck. So she's in her little ta- watchtower now, making sure the fire. She's not very good at it, though, is she, to be honest? <laughs> she needs to take part time hours, to be honest. And this is all set in the Montana wilderness. Anyway, the boy uh, bumps into her. They kind of have to team up together to escape these men um, and tragedy and intensity ensues and here is a clip was that fire that's a big one I gotta go back. I'm not going through that again. We can't go through that. That eats everything in its path. I would have seen this from the tower. I didn't call it in. They're gonna send a chopper to figure out why. Chopper is that way. Back there. You don't get through that. We're going that way. Yeah, too right, Angela Jolie. <laughs> you tell him. This kid knows nothing. He has, he's not even fifth grade. Amateur hour. Yeah, he hasn't even got a GCSE in geography. So what's he going to know, eh? Anyway, that was a clip there from Those Who Wish Me Dead, um, the new film by Taylor Sheridan. And we saw this Monday night, didn't we? We mate? did. Um, and this is interesting. This film is out in theatres in America, but also HBO Max, which is interesting. And we're going to talk about another film later on, which we saw before this. But I've got to say, I had so much fun with this movie. It started off, I was a little worried. I thought, OK, here we go. Now, if Bruce Willis pops up, this is going to be straight to video straight away. <laughs> and this is what I love about this film, because Taylor Sheridan didn't have to do this type of film. He could have done a really quiet, subtle, really um, low scale little indie thriller. None of the big explosions, none, you know, none of the big set pieces. But he didn't. What he does is he gets this incredible cast. Um, Angie Jolie is fantastic. Aidan Gillen and Nicholas Holt are terrifying as these criminals. The cast are so brilliant. They just make it work so well. Not only that, but the action, the set pieces are exhilarating. They're pulse pounding. You are on the edge of your seat because you don't know who's going to get killed. I mean, there are certain scenes in the film which are so brutal and so violent. In a way, you know, normally I'm a bit like, oh, is there a purpose to this? But there kind of is because instantly you're like, right, anyone can die in this, you know? Main characters could be killed. And then from then on, you were just hooked by this film. I was really gripped by it. Like I said, you know, the action is fantastic. There's small doses, but it's full brutal when it happens. It's not continuous, which I like. Um, And there is some character development here. There is a backstory with Angie 
and Jolie um, and her kind of, and I bought that and I, I really felt for her character. But what I love is it's not just about her. There's other characters. And, and that's what I love, that the cast can spread it out and let everyone shine, which is great. I just love this. I thought it was a ton of fun. Um, I was exhilarated. I was buzzing afterwards. I was like, get me back in that cinema right now. Are you open till 12? I'll go back and watch it. Um, and I'm going to watch this again. I really am in the next week or so. I thought it was great. But what about you, mate? Yeah, I loved it. And it's inter- it interested me that you were a little bit concerned at the beginning. Because for me, obviously, we went to see Spiral before this, which we'll talk about in a bit. But as soon as this film opened, I was like, I'm back at the cinema, baby. I was so over the moon. It opens with this aerial shot of firefighters skydiving over this wilderness which is just engulfed in flame and i thought if i was watching this now on my television on hbo max i would not fully appreciate the sound the spectacle of that opening moment and there is spectacle you know like you said you have this fire which is blazing as they are trying to escape you know the hitmen so they're kind of between a rock and a hard place do they defeat the hitmen or do they go through the fire but you're absolutely right it feels grounded as well and that's what taylor sheridan is great at is grounding these stories in reality you know they're thrilling they're exhilarating but there is that sense of reality whether or not that's a case of people die who you don't expect to die or just the sound of like the gunshots like it reminded me a little bit of extraction the way that in that film last year with uh, chris hemsworth the sound of the machine guns just felt so authentic like you felt the bullets hit the car or a person even and that had the same style here with the brutal violence like you said it does come sparingly and I've got to say I was a little bit surprised at the fact that it wasn't maybe as intense as I thought it was going to be in terms of the action set pieces I thought it was literally going to be them in the fire for like an hour it's not that film they do come sparingly, the little bits of violence, but when they come, you feel them. They yeah. hit you hard. Yeah. And there's a moment midway through at a cabin with a pregnant woman, mm. and oh, we were on the edge of our seats, weren't we? We were so <laughs> tense. You were sweating. We, oh, I was sweating. Oh. You know, I, I, don't tell me that. I sweated everything. But yeah. we were hooting hollering. We were like, yes, get it, girl. Exactly. And I think a lot of the cinema were as well. And that's great filmmaking, that everybody was fully behind this character. And I think it says something for the writing where you thought this person could die. Yeah. Even though she is a pregnant woman, six months pregnant, she could die. And you would not be surprised that ha- that happened in the film. That's not to say she doesn't die, mm-hmm. but you wouldn't be surprised yeah. if that did happen in the film. So I think it is edge of your seat stuff. I think you're right. Angelina Jolie is the best we've seen her in a long time. I think she is fantastic. And yeah, like the perfect trip to the cinema, I think, is if you like your thrillers, if you like your action movies, if you like a little bit of spectacle, and if you're a fan of the filmmaker, especially if you liked Wind River and it was like your favourite film <laughs> of 2017, surprisingly. It's a small fan club. Yeah, yeah. then then you're really, really going to enjoy this. So I think 
perfect first time trip to the cinema, definitely. Absolutely. Well, moving from edge of your seat to get out of my seat, my family wants this. <laughs> it's Peter Rabbit 2 next. Peter Rabbit 2. <laughs> that, that little devil, that rabbit, he just... Covid the, can't kill him, can he? The bad seed. That's how uh, he's referred to in this film. No. He's referred to as the bad seed. Mm. Yeah, which is a bit unfair, I think, I think even so. though... You know, it is James Corden. Whoa. But um, yeah, this this was an interesting one. So I saw it yesterday okay. at um, 5.30. And when I came out of the cinema, I had a little voice message from you. And I wasn't expecting this voice. <laughs> but I, I thought it'd be a quiet night last night because mm. I thought you'd be watching Peter Rabbit 2 with, yeah. your, with your girlfriend. Yeah. But what happened, Dan? Well, I mean, Joe needed to say, I mean... Someone's going to get fired. That's all I can say. Someone's going to lose their job because let's just say Dan from Dan and Joe Film Show was not happy last night. Okay, so I walked in. Here we go. Do you want to set the scene? Let's do it. I walk in. Okay, let's do a role play now. Okay, okay. And okay. um, you be me, and I'll be the woman at the door. Okay, okay. so all right. go, come on, walk, on set in, me walk in. Amelia, come on, come on, Amelia. We're going to miss the trailers. <laughs> Amelia, we have to get here half an hour early. <laughs> um, uh, hi, um, hi there. Um, are you here to watch a film? Yeah. Well, obviously I am. <laughs> Obviously, I am. Um, yeah, um, are you here to watch Peter Rabbit 2 for Half Past Five showing? I'm a grown man. Obviously, I am. <laughs> um, unfortunately, the projector's broke and we've had to cancel the screening. Uh, you, do you know who I am? Do you um, know who I am? No, I don't, sorry. Does the name, the Dan and Joe film show, mean anything to you? Um, no. Do you even like films? Do you even like films? Please. Do you, do you know films? what films are? Do you, do you listen to podcasts? Please stop. Do you have a life? Do you have a life? No, I don't. I work 12 hours a day. Right, I'm, I'm leaving. No Peter Rabbit 2. I'm out. Okay. I'm gone. And scene. Okay, well done. Well done. Well done. Um, yeah, so need to say, I didn't rush out. We did get free tickets, but the screen was cancelled. So I unfortunately didn't have the pleasure of watching this, which I am excited to watch because, needless to say, I liked the first film. Yes. I remember we went together. And I'm glad you admitted that because <laughs> I, I thought you'd be like, oh, Peter Rabbit, Peter Rabbit's rubbish. <laughs> and I was going to be like, well, you liked the first film. Yeah, trying Dad. to be a cool kid. I yeah, was. No, yeah, no, no, glad. But you stuck to your guns. Yep. You've been open and honest about it. Mm-hmm. And I remember, yeah, we saw the first film. I remember you laughing i think there was something with an electric fence which particularly like made you tickled you it tickled my belly it yeah. really did yeah so uh be interested to see what you think but obviously you've not had the pleasure of seeing it i have and the story is basically picks up not long after the first film uh peter rabbit and his gang of uh, merry farmyard animals uh loving life you know you've got uh mr thomas mcgregor now played by can Don i just Mull. ask if they've been vaccinated um they haven't yet oh, no okay, okay. No. this okay. was pre-covid oh, yeah, yeah. Dominal Gleason and Rose Byrne, uh, so Thomas McGregor and B, they are getting married. They're getting married, and obviously talk is turning now to maybe starting a family. And Peter Rabbit's a bit like, oh, well, does that mean we're going to get pushed out a little bit? You know, we you, you might want real babies, but we are furry babies. Well, I, I hear his swimmers aren't very good. Well, you know, <laughs> plot twist. I live in that town. Spoiler. <laughs> um, but yeah, so so that's going on. Domhnall Gleeson, he wants to start a family and everything like that. Basically, the main plot is David O'Yellow shows up. He is a publisher and he wants to buy uh, the Bee's book and he wants to um invest and he wants her to make you know write sequels to the peter rabbit stories um so he like brings her to london and he's he wants her to add things though he wants her to add uh spaceships and planes
scenes and car chases and everything like that. So, uh, you know, uh, Donald Gleason's a bit worried. He's like, you're losing your way a little bit. You know, there is something quaint. There's something nice about Peter Rabbit that we need to maintain. Peter Rabbit is concerned because he sees these books and he's starting to realise that maybe he's the villain in his own story. So he does a runner in, in, um, in Gloucester. <laughs> they go to Gloucester and he does a runner and he bumps into this hardened older rabbit who's a bit of a criminal. He goes around stealing veg, mm, like fruit and veg. Dodger. Yeah, mm. fruit and veg. And uh, this artful dodger rabbit takes Peter under his wing and they're going to pull off the crime of the century. Peter! Where is Peter? Peter? Peter. Peter Rabbit. I'm starting to get worried. Did you miss me? Mm-hmm. Wake up, kids! We have a job to do! I'm running there tomorrow for cardio day. You can use your front legs too. Right, 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 right. <laughs> Let's have some fun. <laughs> oh no. Do you know what happens after you eat too much sugar? Oh. That. Do you have any friends back home? Can they be trusted? Ah. <laughs> There's a couple I wouldn't let house sit. <laughs> Crazy. Oh, that is crazy. That is very crazy. It is very, very crazy. <laughs> you wait, you wait. Whoa, you're going to be like, wow, that is crazy. You're going to leave and you're going to, first thing you're going to message me was that was crazy. <laughs> I can't remember the first Peter Rabbit film very mm, much. Yeah. I remember you chuckling at the electric fence. But other <laughs> than that, I can't really remember it. I, I didn't really enjoy it that much and I can't say I've revisited it, you know, on a on a sunny Sunday afternoon on ITV2. Um <laughs> where it plays every yeah, week. Every week. But that said, I think I like this a bit more than oh, the original. Okay, so hold on now. We get into four star territory here. Uh, absolutely oh, okay. not. Oh, right, absolutely okay, not. Right. It's like damning with with uh, faint praise. But I enjoyed it a little bit more okay. than than the first film. Mm. I think it has an almost meta feel to it, especially in the last half. There's this whole thing about uh, Peter Rabbit's voice being annoying and people finding Peter Rabbit annoying. And obviously that is definitely a reference to people not liking James Corden and thinking James Corden is annoying. Mm. So I appreciated that, that they were, you know, at least acknowledging the fact that people don't like James Corden. There is this whole set piece towards the end of the film where, as I said, they're in this board meeting talking about the books and they're like, for the finale, we want a car chase and then maybe a boat chase and then maybe they're jumping out of the plane. And then the finale actually ends up the film ends up playing exactly like they've pitched it ah. in the in the uh, board meeting so it, it does have this sort of meta feel to it there's a line towards the end of the film and they go oh peter rabbit 2 is the name of the book is it oh that that implies that there might be a third one or not we're surprised we got this far <laughs> so you know there, there are all those kind of moments which i appreciated and you've got all the cool characters as well you've got mr piglin the fabulous oh, pig of course he was the best he is great you've got this new addition who's a squirrel who does who like sing songs he's like oh. and really like like there's literally they use green days boulevard of broken dreams and the squirrel is singing it and i thought this 
squirrel is absolutely fantastic. This yeah. squirrel is going places. I mean, if only it was a killer's song, though. I mean, well, yeah, no killers. It would have had four stars. If it was killers. <laughs> but and if there was a dog as well, I yeah, mean, yeah exactly. No dogs. So yeah, I mean, what I will say is, I was the only like single adult in the screening oh. the rest were families yeah and the families loved it the kids yeah. were going wild for it yeah. they were literally they thought it was crazy R- rumor has it they had a peter rabbit rave afterwards they they were going absolutely crazy like the rabbit would like had like all these all these sweets and was going <laughs> like crazy and then the kids were like Wah! like they were they were like going crazy as well and oh. so like the kids absolutely loved it and do you know what i think this is a great film just to get families back to the mm, cinema yeah. and i think some cinemas are showing like raya um but i think a lot of people have probably seen that already yeah. so i think this is a great kind of temple to put in the cinema right now to get families in gets children back to the cinema who might not have been in almost a year and i think for that alone it's worth going to watch so i didn't love it i preferred it to the first one but james corden still does my nut in he does in nothing, does he? What, he really what, what can James Corden do to prove to you that, you know, he's okay? Just quit. <laughs> just just stop what you're doing. I don't mind him in this. Like, when he's doing voice work, yeah, because I don't have to see it, yeah. you know, it's okay. But no, I just, just have to hear just, it. Just quit. <laughs> just give it up, mate. Go back to the nine-to-five job in the office. <laughs> That's not going to happen, but there no. we are. Fair enough. Those kids better not be loud like that in my screen, because I'll put my teacher hat on. I'll be like, mate, they stop will your be. detention. Come on, out. They will be. Yeah. It's it is crazy. Oh well, there we are. I'll join them. I'll get. I'll eat lots. You know, eat lots of candy and just yeah, be like, Yay! do it, do it. Get eat loads of chocolate beforehand. Absolutely. And um, yeah, you'll be you'll be buzzing. I mean, Tan, stop. <laughs> You're embarrassing me. There's no electric fence this time though, so uh, you might not like it. I think it'll be a one from me. <laughs> Uh, well, moving uh, to something very different now. Don't let your kids get in on this film. Oh, they'll be, Definitely don't. You'll, you'll be dropping them off at the mental institution, I think, won't they'll, you? Yeah, they'll be murdering in about <laughs> ten years' time. They'll reach puberty and be like, come on, let <laughs> me get savvy. the sword traps out, Dad. What have we done? Um, so this is Spiral from the Book of Saw. This is the f- first film we watched in our double ball, wasn't it? It was. So it has been the first film we've seen in cinema for many, many months. And this is a sequel, reboot, spin-off of the Saw series. It's the ninth film. There goes Vin Diesel thinking, hey, we've cracked it, boys. Ninth film <laughs> this year. And Saw's like, no, 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 here we go. This trailer came out a couple of months ago, and I think we were all pretty excited for it. Because I think what it did was, it was trying to present to us a different version of Saw, a more kind of stripped-back detective thriller, which we haven't had for a while. Uh, the last couple of Saw films have just been consisted of all these really gory, disturbing traps, haven't they? Yeah. That's why people go and watch them. This time around, though, it seems to have focused a bit more on the detective side. And this is directed by Darren Lynn Bowsman, who directed Saw 2, 3, and 4, which I was surprised about. And we spoke about this, because Chris Rock is kind of the big star, and I did think he was directing directing it yeah. which would have been really interesting but he stars in this he plays detective zeke banks he's this detective he's been it for many many years he's not very happy the rest of the police department do not like him they think he's a bit of a rat and that <laughs> and, and speaking of the rest of the department oh boy uh, i mean it's like they all came off you know a set of like criminal minds or something didn't they yeah. they were like hey zeke watch out for that rat over there son <laughs> hey hey giuseppe let's go catch some cut. <laughs> That's what they were like. And then, and then the on. female captain goes, 
Come on, I need you to work with this guy today. All right, I got two donuts in the fridge that need eating. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, oh, he's great. So um, he's not very happy. A bit like Peter Rabbit, he gets a rookie under his wing, played by a Max Minghella, who is from Handmaid's Tale, which I love. Yeah. I mean, he's not very happy. So they team up their partners and they're basically in this investigation of all these cops are being murdered in jigsaw traps. And they think, is it a copycat killer? Is it someone in the force? Who knows? Who cares? Here's a clip. What is that? Play me. Okay. Whoa, what are you doing? Don't want to f*** up my computer. Hello, Detective Banks. I'm here to help reform the Metro Police, to remind them of their oath to the people of this city. One officer from your station refused to be reformed. He will not be the last to play my game. That spiral is what I think it is. Jigsaw? Wait, I thought the Jigsaw killer was dead. Yeah, but if it's another copycat, it's gonna be a shit show. Hey, he's sure right. <laughs> it's gonna be that. The voice is kind of okay. I like the voice. Yeah, Nothing yeah, I like sexy. the voice. No, 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 no. okay, no, okay, no, no, definitely no. not sexy. <laughs> okay, yeah, it's nice to have a bit of a different. Yeah, than like a dying old man. Yeah, <laughs> it's better to have that. So as you saw in the clip there, um, there's they don't know if there's someone on the force who is doing all these traps. They don't know whether it's the copycat killer of Jigsaw. Um, and each of these detectives get picked off one by one, and they all die horrible deaths as they always do. And they try and save them, but you never save them. You know, they're, they're in it. <laughs> <laughs> Once you're in it, you better well just be like, all right, I'm adios, I'm out. Yeah, just just lay back and accept your Yeah, fate. absolutely. And so I was interested in this because it did look like it was going back to the first film, which was very much about these detectives. It's a psychological thriller. There weren't many traps in the first film. And what I liked about it is that, you know, you had characters and it felt very realistic in a lot of ways. It wasn't gratuitous or gory for the sake of it. And I did think, okay, well, maybe it's going to go back to that. I was very wrong. And this is the issue I have with this film is because people gave the last film a hard time. I know you hated the last film, but I really defend it because this is what I think. I think the last film, Jigsaw, which came out a couple of years ago, I thought it was a fresh update on the series. It didn't shy away from the fact that it's completely um, ripping into the Saw series. It's it's uncovering a storyline that didn't need to be there, but it, it did it in kind of a fresh, interesting way. I thought there were some cool traps and it wasn't trying to be this really serious detective thriller, right? This, on the other hand, it, like almost doesn't acknowledge anything about Saw. The only reference to Saw in the film is basically, oh, it could be a copycat killer. They don't mention anything from the series. It's very detached. There's no connection to the series, really at all but then it takes so much from the series and doesn't do anything interesting anything inventive the traps are either ridiculously simple or ridiculously elaborate there's no in between you know how it was in the first couple saw films where like there were these traps and you know it took a bit of time took an hour or two but they were quite oh that i could see how that could be put together this guy some days he's lazy and some (laughs) days he doesn't care it's going to stick a knife on the table and just pop them on it. And then other times, he creates these really, really elaborate traps where, like, someone's got a headpiece in a bath and they're trapped with their fingers, are trapped with this kind of tape. And, oh, it's just, 
it's re- crazy. And it I just is. felt like the traps weren't consistent. They weren't very interesting. The first trap is good. I like that a lot. And I did think they were going to incorporate the traps into kind of the outside area, which is something they haven't really done. But yeah, I just thought the traps were very lackluster. The performances, again, I mean, the cops are just such stereotypes of New York cops, aren't they? It's ridiculous. And, you know, Chris Rock, I've got to say, he was a saving grace for me because I think he injects some humour in there. However, every time he comes in a room, it's like exposition trap. Yo, what's going on in here? <laughs> exposition trap. Yo, what's going on in here? <laughs> you know, now we have that going on. We have him going and be like, I don't know what's going on in here. You know, it's... um. So there's a lot of shouting going on. And again, it's just, I, I think he's, he's he tried hard. And I think if Chris Rock had been in charge, I think he would have really taken this film into maybe a different direction. It could have been a failure, but try something different. Mm. This film kind of wanted to have its cake and eat it at the same time. It didn't really have anything interesting to say, but it also didn't want to be associated with the series. So yeah, unfortunately, I didn't like this. I was disappointed. And um, hashtag justice for Jigsaw. I'm bringing it back, baby. <laughs> oh, my days. Uh, but don't, what, don't get the no. in- internet started I on won't, that now. I won't. I think I'll be solo on that. But what did you think? I, I absolutely agree. I mean, it's a headache of a film. This yelling, like you said, just Chris Rock yelling, Samuel L. Jackson yelling, the cops yelling. There's literally a cop who could not have a conversation without yelling. He's like the most simplest thing. They He's need like, to take some Xanax and yeah. calm down. <laughs> He's like, hey, Chris Rock, you're going to eat that donut? <laughs> Chris! Hey, Chris, it looks really delicious. He's like, hey, Chris Rock, I like you. I like you, okay? And he's like yelling. And you're like, why are you yelling that line? It doesn't need to be so loud. And, you know, the Saw films have always had this sort of headachey vibe to them as well. You know, the the editing, the frantic editing, you know, the trap. You'd be like, this is the trap. (laughs) And you're like, oh, this is giving me a headache. But this film especially, and maybe it wasn't because, you know, we've been in the cinema for so long, but I had a headache watching it. Absolutely. So... I think that is one of the things. It is definitely a headache, but you're absolutely right. It does not bring anything fresh or original to the series. And I think it's about managing expectations from the off, right? Like when it was announced that Chris Rock is bringing back Saw, but it's not going to be Saw, it's going to be Spiral, and it's going to be a new take on Saw. You're instantly like, oh, Okay, okay, so it's going to be something new. It's going to be something fresh. Chris Rock is involved, which is really interesting because he's not necessarily known for his serious work. Mm. He is a comic actor. So you think, is is it going to be really darkly funny? Mm. Like, it's going to be a new, fresh take? And then to have it be, like, low-tier, so, like, literally, you could have plucked that out of, like, the low, kind of middle-low Saw films from years ago. You think... Really? Like, there's nothing new you're giving me here. And I think that it is trying to say something. And I think the whole idea about the police force being corrupt corrupt, and wanting to bring down the corrupt system, not just targeting necessarily a person or having a vendetta against a person, but having a vendetta against a corrupt institution, I think that is very relevant, especially in America, especially for black people. Mm. And I think that was sort of the intention I got, especially from the ending with a twist. Mm. I thought, is that what this was all leading up to? Some sort of statement about the whole police forces, shoot first, ask questions later. definitely. And if that was the case, they definitely butchered that message they did not like land that message mm. in, in a in a coherent mm. way but, because the cops 
aren't really corrupt. They made mistakes and they maybe weren't as honest or truthful as they could have been. But do they deserve to die? Yeah. That's exactly. another thing. In, in that horrible way. Yeah. And also you've got the whole thing of, is that a justifiable reason for this person to be doing yeah. what he's doing? How do you go from having a vendetta against the police force mm. to being, like you said, some sort of expert, mm. like a trap contractor? contractor you know like coming up with all these uh traps and being an engineer like how does that work did you do you reckon they do degrees on it now like maybe. A, a ba in saw traps maybe that'd be nice there's, there's got to be something for that. Yeah. you know and there was no sort of connection and i think if there had been a connection people would have been fed up but i think that even if they hinted at the re you know some sort of connection between jigsaw and the new killer i think that would maybe have been a bit easier to kind of take but i you know the the whole kind of purpose behind why this person is doing what he's doing it it just didn't work it just didn't make sense to me and it left me with a lot of questions afterwards so i think yeah it's not the fresh new like uh take on the saw franchise that we were promised I do like Saw 2 and 3, yeah. actually. I really like those. Uh, Saw 2 is probably my favourite. Yeah. And I think you're right. Like, And I'm, I'm getting a bit sick of it. Like, at this stage, right, if you're a cop and you end up in a Saw trap, okay? Like, the first trap is, like, his tongue. Mm. And he's, like, hanging from his tongue, basically. It's like, do you just jump and rip your tongue off? Mm. If I was a cop, right, and I was in that fr- that thing, and I immediately woke up and I was in a trap and the guy went... Jump, jump off this block and rip your tongue out, or die, die, get hit by a train. I jump straight yeah, away. Right? <laughs> I'd be, I, I'd be at, gone. At first, I thought, can he not like jump down? Is there yeah. something going on? Is his legs paralysed or yeah. something? You what know? is wrong with these people? I know. Oh, oh yeah, I don't want to rip my fingers off. Just oh, rip them off. You can get a new pedicure. It's fine. Yeah, rip them off. Rip There's them prosthetics off. these days. Yeah. Get nice metal fingers. Yeah, that's not the worst thing you can rip off a man, you know. Yeah, exactly. Do you know what I mean? I'm just like, come on. Like at this <laughs> point, just rip the tongue out yeah. and get on with it get on with life i mean come on we've, we've had a tough year with covid exactly just <laughs> deal with it so yeah uh, very disappointing i i think it's not the worst saw film you know there have been certain film critics who've said like it's the worst no and it's definitely not the worst mm. but it's definitely not the best and it's not the fresh take that we were promised no. and i think the the ideas are there but they were poorly executed. I agree, and they should stop now, shouldn't they, really? Let's leave it be. I mean, they're no Vin Diesel, are they? They can't keep doing this forever. Unless they take it to space. <laughs> so oh, I'd be in down for space. That. <laughs> Definitely down for that. Yeah. Do something. If you want to do it fresh, do it fresh. Yeah. Like, man. do like. Zero gravity. Yeah. That'll be hard to pull like together. Traps won't it? in yeah. space. That'd he be can good, do isn't it? it? Jigsaw can do it. He can do anything. Yeah. Like, you know, trap, you've got to rip out your eyes or mm. get sucked out into the vacuum of space. <laughs> Make you uh, just make your choice, <laughs> make your like choice. Jason X. He, yes. You know, Jason went up to space. Why yeah. can't they do it with uh, Saw? And that franchise went from strength to strength. I know. That, I mean, I know yeah. everyone still talks about it. <laughs> oh, there we are. Well, um, we've got lots of options for you this week. Um, this you know, this week, if you want to go to the cinema, you can watch a rabbit go nuts. Yeah, you can watch Chris Rock yelling. Or you can watch Angela Jolie fighting some fires, and we know which one we want you to watch. Absolutely, <laughs> Peter Rabbit. <laughs> Peter Rabbit 3. That's what we've got time for on today's show, Joe. It has flown by, hasn't it? Short and sweet. Yeah. But, you know, it's good to be back. It's good to be back in the studio. We will have a guest next time. Yes. For sure. Definitely. Uh, so, you know, it's not just us. I know you I know you listen just for the guests. I know. So we will have a guest next time. But, yeah, it's been good to be back Absolutely. together. 
Yeah. You know, we've hugged this entire time. It's been lovely. We haven't really, Mark no. Drakeford, calm down. Don't worry, Mark, we're fine, okay? Our bodies uh, have not touched. All no. right, not yet, at least. I'll get my way one day, I'll tell you what. <laughs> <laughs> um, and as always, let us know on Twitter and Instagram what you've seen in the cinemas in the UK or elsewhere around the world. We'd love to know. Um, and also, you can follow us on social media. We're the Dan and Joe Film Show on Facebook. Um, we're on Twitter and Instagram, at DJ Film Show. That's at DJ Film Show. And if you want to listen to all our old episodes, we're on Mixcloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, your mum's house, everywhere. 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 You think we're not there? We're there. (laughs) Jigsaw, you think we're not there? We're there, honey. (laughs) Um, And thank you so much for listening. And we look forward to um, having you join us in the studio again. Yes. It's going to be a continuous thing. It is. Stay safe and we'll see you very soon. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.